You're just tuning in to Civic Cipher. I am your host, Ramses Ja. He is Ramses Ja. I am Q Ward. You are listening to Civic Cipher. Indeed you are. And we still got a lot more show in store for you. So be sure to stick around because we are going to take a moment to engage with the comment section on our Instagram. Um, which, by the way, if you are on Instagram, do us a favor. Follow us at Civic Cipher. Leave us a kind comment. Something supportive. Just support us. You know, we could use the uh, the support there. Um, also on TikTok and other places, we're a Civic Cipher everywhere. But um, Instagram is the place where we get the most pushback. Everywhere else, people Instagram to- is particularly negative. Yeah, it seems that we only get engagement in the way of comments from people yeah. who sit opposed to us. Yeah, tons of likes, but all the comments are so. But we're going to respond to some of them and give you some talking points in case you have people like that in your life. But before we get there, let's discuss BABA, Becoming a Better Ally. And today's BABA is sponsored by Friends of the Movement. To support Black businesses and allied businesses, sign up for the free voter wallet from FOTMglobal.com and make an impact with your spending. Again, that's FOTMglobal.com. All right. So today we're talking about something you can do with the NAACP. Um, I will read a bit. The student debt crisis has a disproportionate impact on black borrowers and their families. It is up to us to continue the fight to cancel student debt. President Biden made a promise to cancel student debt for 40 million people. Luckily, he has several tools to deliver on debt relief. Inaction is not an option. The repayment pause ended on October 1st, 2023. And let it be known, the Department of Education data shows returning to repayment without cancellation will be even worse. Make no mistake, the NAACP continues to pursue the cancellation of at least $50,000 of debt per borrower. As repayment approaches, we are excited to be a part of the Save on Student Debt, a national campaign to spread the word about saving on a valuable education plan. And if you want to participate, you can go to the NAACP.com and you can sign a petition. You can also donate uh, to help fund these um, uh, efforts to make sure that we can move past this. And and for those of you that know, um, you know, this will sound kind of redundant, but for those that don't know, a lot of the issues that come up with some frequency in terms of uh, black stories, a lot of those issues have to do with poverty and debt. Uh, and lack of access to fiscal opportunities. Money makes pretty much everything better. And so that's why there's a big push for reparations. And that's why canceling student debt is particularly um, of, of particular interest to black people, because as I mentioned, disproportionately impacts black and brown families. On to the comments. So Q, talk to me, because once upon a time, I had you signed up for our social media stuff and Mm -hmm. you (laughs) you had to turn that off right so once upon a time an administrator for our social media directly our civic cypher instagram page and after a few hours of seeing the type of engagement we got Mm -hmm. i had to log out of it and get rid of it Mm -hmm. um i am not bulletproof Mm -hmm. Um, some may know this part of my story, some may not, but I was, I took a four year hiatus from social media, not four hours, not four weeks, not four months, four years, Mm -hmm. because I, uh, I don't like the word victim, but I was subject to thousands of 
really, really negative online attacks from complete strangers because of some things happening in my personal life. Yeah. And I mean, tens of thousands. Yeah. And I am not that person. Like, there's a lot of people who don't care. They could care less and they could laugh at that stuff. Mm-hmm. I am not one of those people. So I had to, and I regret this now because I had a really, really great level of engagement going with some really incredible people mm-hmm. that I haven't seen since. So I have not been able to reconnect with those people, but mm-hmm. um, being subjected to those levels of negativity drove me off of social media completely. Mm-hmm. I won't let that happen to me this time. I'll just remove myself from being in rooms and spaces where I'm not comfortable. And that's not just on social media. That's in real life. Yeah, too. Yeah. If you, if you, you know, attack me in any way, I'm not going to attack you back, especially yeah. if you're somebody I care about. There's no fight back. I don't have a point to prove. I'm not trying to be right. I just throw my hands up and remove myself. And <laughs> the type of engagement that we get to things that seem so straightforward and decent. If you listen to this show, you'll, you'll see that even when I'm upset, I'm not radical. Yeah. I don't go to any extremes about anything. I don't praise our current president or former. I mm-hmm. voted for Barack Obama, but I didn't get a tattoo. I don't have a Barack Obama flag on my house. I don't have a 10 foot Barack Obama cardboard cutout. I did not, he did not become a deity to me. Mm-hmm. He was just the president and one of the most decent in my lifetime. I'm talking about as a person. I am not a political correspondent. I cannot rate the level of politician really that any of our legislators are, right? Because all of them tend to have a position that's more about corporate interest and fiscal uh, benefits to themselves and their constituency to then to the people that vote for them and put them in office. So I really don't, I'm not a big fan of politicians in general, because they all say a lot of really amazing things to get elected. And sin seem to get to, what do they call it when you forget amnesia? <laughs> Once they get in office, sure. that seems to be the truth on both sides of the aisle. So mm-hmm. I have to just get to the idea of decency. And I mean the idea, because I don't know any of these people personally. Mm-hmm. Like those of you that get in our DMs and message us like fiery and angry and supportive of the former president, that's weird. He doesn't know you and or care about you. And he's shown you that he doesn't care about you, but he also doesn't know you. And for those of you that know me, that reach out to me on behalf of this weird stranger. That's, I won't say that's weird. Cause I think weirdo is a compliment. So I can't even call you weird. That's just <laughs> bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, you know, it's interesting, man. I, I had to not only remove myself and as, as an administrator, but I had to mute the page cause I'm tagged in most of our posts. Yeah. So I get all the comments yeah. and I'm just not here for it. So we can talk about some of the comments that we get. You can start us on whatever track yeah. you want. Yeah, let's do it. Because uh, I definitely have some that pop right to the top of my mind. So yeah, yeah, know, let's do my it. turn. So um, again, we're sharing these with you. We're going to respond to them because um, we don't really respond in the comment section. We have, we're on uh, 70, 80 radio, somewhere in there, radio stations every week. We have thousands of followers. We, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no sense in me tongue wrestling with or thumb wrestling with someone in the comment section. But again, we recognize and respect the fact that as a listener, you might have people in your world that feel this way. So one of the comments came up uh, on a video that Q posted recently um, where he was talking about the, there was a conservative gentleman who was attacking a black woman who was trying to fund other uh, women of colors, businesses and startups. 
attacked her because because of that she's trying to fund women of color so just crazy yeah so one of the comments says what about oprah michael jordan jay-z little wayne etc maybe if you work as hard as they did instead of complaining and playing the victim you'd have power as well so i don't don't laugh (laughs) how many people did he name (laughs) he said oprah michael jordan jay-z little wayne etc for those so, four people, you people should just shut up and be happy. Yeah. Because this is a meritocracy and all it takes is hard work, right? Yeah. So so let me let me give you something, some food for thought, just in case something like this comes up in your world. So uh, what do these people have in common? Oprah, Michael Jordan, Jay-Z, Lil Wayne. Well, they're all celebrities who work in entertainment, okay? Um, entertainment is a very, 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 very small field. We work in entertainment. It's very small, very competitive. Um, I was watching a video recently. You might have shared it with me where there was a gentleman explaining how every year there might be a million uh, children that want to go to the NBA. But ultimately, seven people are drafted into the NBA um something like that every every year. Some, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what the numbers, but it's a very small amount of number. Uh, of people that get drafted into the to the year more or, than seven but well, what, whatever whatever it's, so there's like a million people that want to play and it, it ends up being like or on a team i think it's four people on a team something like that in a in an area so um all of these million kids are all competing for the these well the number was seven i i just i can't quote the video directly but it was that's the number he used so i'm not sure how he was explaining it but you have all these kids competing for what was effectively seven full-time jobs and uh oh no sorry there was i forgot the number of what he said but it was the job lasts for seven years on average that was the number seven okay so forgive me but the long and the short of it is there's a million kids that want to play in the nba and the number of jobs that are available is very small yeah, they draft in the two rounds about 64 players a year there you go so you have 64 jobs and then um i think uh it's it's, some of them only last seven years something like that so you're in terms of like a full career for your life um there's only a handful of those million people that will actually end up with that job well the same holds true with the, the rest of the entertainment business that's sports entertainment but the rest of the entertainment business so you're going to look at people who yes have worked hard but as you know hard work isn't the only thing that goes into this in sports in particular you need like some sort of genetic advantage um you need the right sort of guidance you need to be free of all the encumbrances that comes along with that and then the truth is you have to be in the top 0.000 whatever percent of the athlete. So it doesn't really matter how hard you work. There's people that work day in and day out and day in and day out that will never go to the app. If I wanted to work all day, I, I'm five foot eight, I'm never going to the NBA. It doesn't matter how hard I work, right? Um, in terms of Oprah, in terms of Little Wayne, you know, there's these are people that are born with like natural gifts and they couple that with hard work, right? Um, now let's talk about something that makes a little bit more sense. You know, if we're talking about STEM jobs, there might be a hundred thousand of those jobs available, right? But what you need is people to show <laughs> these kids who are born in environments where there's a great deal of hopelessness and, um, 
not a lot in the way of access to those particular opportunities uh, where you can, there's the opportunity to create that connective tissue and, and to shape those outcomes for those students, right? And then you start to have impact on the amount of income that comes into black households and black communities and so forth and start changing the way that the world works. And it's not just a matter of hard, working hard. It's a matter of what opportunities exist. And and for those people that look at black people and say, well, you know, you got to stop selling drugs to your own community. You got to, you know, stop committing crimes and whatever. You, you're not accounting for the fact that desperate people in desperate circumstances do desperate things. This is a fundamental fact of humanity. Or really of any any creature yeah not any, of life <laughs> definitely not limited to black people i want to use an extreme example on purpose there was a movie that came out years ago i don't remember the name of it but essentially a plane crashed in the mountains and it was freezing cold oh and they started eating each eventually other. they ran out of food yeah. and cannibalized yeah. to survive yeah. not because they were awful not because they were criminals because they were dying yeah it's it's we, we want to make it more complicated than that because we want to have a clear moral compass when we make decisions that continually and perpetually disenfranchise other people. We don't want to be seen as bad people. And I don't know why I'm saying we because I don't fit into that group. But that group, they defend those principles and those ideals so hard so they can sleep at night. Yeah. Right. I, I, there's no way that I'm responsible or partly responsible or even participating in a system that's responsible for causing these people to be oppressed and poor and homeless. It has to just be because they're black and criminal and lazy. Oh yeah, that's it. It's not. And at some point we have to accept that that's not the case. This gentleman used, or this young lady or whoever used Jay-Z and Lil Wayne as examples, <laughs> right? Work hard. Two like of that. the greatest of all time at what they do, right? Of I have two examples to point to because Chris Rock made a joke about this at one point, Jay-Z and Mary J. Blige being his neighbors. Yeah. Their other neighbor was a white dentist. He didn't invent teeth. <laughs> he did not invent teeth or dentistry. He was just a dentist. They, Mary J. Blige, Chris Rock, and Jay-Z, three of the greatest to ever exist in their fields. Their neighbor, a white dentist. Not the greatest dentist of all time. Yeah. Right. Another example, just Spotify alone, daily, 60,000 songs are uploaded a day from artists all over the world. You ever listen to the radio? Of course. Of course. How many songs you think you hear a day? 30 of the same songs over <laughs> and over again for months at a time without there being a new song that breaks into that cycle. Yeah. So 59 point nine of 59,999 of those songs we'll never hear yeah that's insane so yeah. the idea that you just work hard and keep uploading and keep recording and keep writing you'll be jay-z one day doesn't work that way that's not how this works and, and let me add that add to that because again he's talking about entertainment if he was talking about any other industry where black people were successful and they had the money and and all that stuff to go with it I'd be like, yeah, let's keep talking. Let's keep having that conversation. But he's only talking about entertainment. So do me a favor. Go to an audition for a speaking role in a paid speaking role in pretty much any uh, on the level production, film, television, whatever, and see how many people are auditioning and then see how many people get cast. And then you'll start to see and how see how successful that project is, because there are TV shows, commercials and movies that get made that are not successful. That, too. So yeah. then you're back at square one yeah. trying to audition again. So, again, you're starting to see how limited your scope is 
and the field is there and how unrealistic it is to just say, well, just work like these people and you'll be successful. And then three of those people are billionaires. Yeah. Like, okay. Right. So we, so So you're talking about private equity, access to research, (laughs) money, capital, VCs, you know, being an approved investor I, I don't that think, could ever get to the point where you'll make a billion dollars that, that world doesn't exist sir or ma'am i don't think this individual this even very knows antiquated ridiculous yeah. comment so let's move on um here's another comment it says blm pulled it over y'all's eyes and took your money this many is of my favorite <laughs> many of use freedom and turned that into mansions and millions for themselves and it and Antifa are homegrown terrorist organizations attacking, burning, looting, and killing indiscriminately. Yeah, that happened. All right. So let me raise. Hold on, hand. hold on, hold on. No one buys the BLM virtue signaling stuff anymore unless they willfully choose to be ignorant or want to start the burning slash murder slash degenerate stuff cycle all over again. And then a skull emoji. Go ahead. Don't get hung up. We got a lot. (laughs) When I say black lives matter, I'm talking about myself, my mother, my friends, my siblings, my children, my family, my classmates, my coworkers. I'm not talking about the name of an organization. However you feel about that organization. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying what I'm talking about because this comment was in response to a video where I said those words. Mm -hmm. And I even explained in the video, sir or ma'am, if you just press rewind or watch again or listen the first time, that when we say black power, black girl magic and black lives matter, that we are simply affirming our worth to a country that has gone out of its way for its entire history to show us that those words aren't true. Hard stop, period. Everything you said. Okay. Okay. So let me, let me add something to that. Does not apply. Let me add. I had to stop myself from getting very, (laughs) very angry just then. The things that you said have nothing to do with what I said, sir. All right. So let me add something to that real quick. Um, For those of you who've never worked in activism, uh, you don't know how activism works. Um, And one of the things that the powers that be, have done to discredit the nation of Islam or to discredit Dr. King or uh, Malcolm X or um, uh, Jesse Jackson, um, Al Sharpton, the Black Panthers, on and on, is they try their best to discredit how they are spending money in addition to villainizing them, saying that they're black supremacists and all kind of other weird stuff. But we're talking about money here because that's the issue with this guy and a lot of people when they talk about uh, BLM, the organization. So if you have not been an activist, you don't know how scary that is. If you have kids, if you, you know, whatever, you're affirming your life and your right to exist, okay? So when I start my activism, I live in an apartment. Live in an apartment, you know, people can just walk right up to your front door and it's made out of cardboard, okay? Um, If I get a higher profile, then that comes uh, with a lot of people who hate me, would rather see me dead. A lot of these people are crazy people. Crazy people exist on the internet and people get doxxed. And that means then they put your information up on the internet. So all of a sudden your apartment with the cardboard door is not safe anymore. It doesn't matter how many guns you try to purchase or 
bulletproof vest or whatever, your life is at risk walking down the street and at home when you're asleep. Somebody can just kick that door wide open, unload in your house, and that's the end of your story. Nobody wants that, right? So you can't stay there. You need to move somewhere more secure, probably somewhere with a gate, okay? So um, when people start pointing to the money of BLM and they start looking at these people, um, first things first, okay? When you're at the helm of a, an enormous organization, you draw a salary. Any organization, it could be McDonald's, it could be whatever charities, you know, whatever the the, the Ronald McDonald's, Cross. the Ronald McDonald's Children's Charities, the CEO of that organization makes a lot of money, enough to afford whatever mansion that individual lives in. And pick again, Red Cross, pick anyone because they're still co corporations, and you still need to pay for that executive level talent. Otherwise, they would just go and work for a for profit company, right? These people aren't just bums and broke people at the helm of these huge organizations. These women are no different. But because they're black, the optics look worse mm -hmm. because we've been taught to view. The optics don't actually look worse. They're just framed worse. Framed worse. Thank you. I, I got to make sure I knock this out in just a second because there's a lot more comments we're not going to get to. But as far as this one, because this is a tired argument to yeah, me. This is the most important one. We can um, the whole so, on this. so what I want to say is that for those people, whatever it is that they're paying themselves, which I don't suspect is more. Uh, than someone at the Ronald McDonald House um, to do the work that they're doing. Not everybody volunteers their time for free. We are radio profession professionals, me and Q. We should be getting paid for the work that we do. We always have. Now that we've moved into this space, we don't get paid for it, but we will. And that will be okay because we're professionals at what we do. Okay. They're getting paid and then they purchase a more secure residence because their life is at risk. And then what does the media frame it as? Oh, they bought mansions with your BLM money, right? So again, the optics of these black organizations that are affirming our right to, to exist and our right to live is twisted. And then it, you know, you get a Candace Owens to co-sign it and then we all look like bad folks, right? So I would tell you to take this comment, twist it up, and I'll leave it right there. All right. With that in mind, <laughs> thank you for tuning into another episode of Civic Cypher. Once again, I'm your host, Ramses Ja. He is Ramses Ja. I am frustrated. Of course. And again, I wasn't talking about BLM, the organization. I was simply saying something that you should think is true as well. Yeah. Black lives matter, as do yours. But there's no need to affirm that in this country because... You built the place yeah. and it's always been structured for your benefit. And by you, I mean anybody offended by me saying Black Lives Matter. Sure. Do us a favor, though. Um, we got a lot more comments that we couldn't even get to. Follow us on social media. We're at Civic Cypher. Follow us on uh, YouTube as well, at Civic Cypher. Help us with these comments. You know what we're talking about. We're not going to engage with everything just because it's so taxing and overwhelming. But we could use the support. We're trying to change the world here. And, you know, this is what we do. All right. Till next week, y'all. Peace.